0: This is Pop Culture Confidential, and I'm Christina Yerling Biru. Hey everyone, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining me for this conversation with Amy Zering, co director of the much discussed, praised, and criticized documentary series, Alan V. Farrow. In the film, she and co-director Kirby Dick focus on the family tragedy that for decades and decades has played itself out in our public consciousness. It examines the 1992 sexual assault allegations made against director Woody Allen by his then seven-year-old daughter Dylan Farrow, his relationship and later marriage to another of Mia Farrow's daughters, Soon-Yi Previn, the trauma in the family, how it was dealt with in the criminal justice system, in the media narrative, and much more. Award-winning filmmakers Amy Zering and Kirby Dick are known for films exposing sexual abuse in institutions like the military in their film The Invisible War from 2012, and in the music industry with the film On the Record from 2020. On Alan V. Farrow, they also worked with Amy Hurdy, an investigative reporter who spent three years tracking down court documents, police reports, witnesses, and experts. But the center of the documentary is Dylan Farrow's story. Her voice is the heart of the series. Alan V. Farrow includes the much-discussed home videos of seven-year-old Dylan Farrow recounting her abuse, allegedly by Alan. And it's harrowing to watch. The films were seen in court, but never in the public, and for years, Allen has characterized Dylan Farrow's recounting as a lie Mia Farrow coached their daughter to tell. The series also includes interviews with Dylan's brother, award-winning journalist Ronan Farrow, several other of her siblings, family friends, babysitters, experts, and more. Neither Woody Allen, Sunyi Previn, or Mia Farrow's son Moses Farrow, who's spoken out in support of his father, participated in the documentary. The documentary points out that they did not respond to interview requests, but the series does include audio excerpts from Mr. Allen's recent memoir, Apropos of Nothing. I was very happy for the opportunity to have a brief conversation with director Amy Ziering. We talked about some of the big ethical questions that the filmmakers faced making this movie. How Dylan Farrow speaking out may help many others suffering in silence and Ziering's response to those critical of the documentary. But first, take a listen to this from Alan V. Farrow.
1: This is the story of two of the biggest stars in the world. The father is Woody Allen, writer, director, actor. The mother is Mia Farrow, his co-star and mother of his three children. Say hi. Hi. My family was really close. It was an amazing childhood. But no matter what you think you know, It's just the tip of the iceberg. Woody Allen is one of the most prominent American directors. He was such a cultural figure.
0: Woody Allen, Mia Farrow, that's the ideal power couple.
1: Woody gave her everything she could possibly want. I was over the moon happy. But that's the great regret of my life. I wish I'd never met him.
0: Mia reportedly has a video of their daughter, Dylan, explaining how Allen molested her. Would you give us a comment, Woody? Alan denies child abuse but freely admits he's in love with another of Pharaoh's daughters,
1: 21-year-old Sun Yi. There was a stack of Polaroid pictures. All of them were of my own child. I remember struggling to breathe. I thought to myself, there has to be another side to
0: the story. Pharaoh is accused of seeking revenge for Alan's affair with Sun Yi. She was terribly upset. The report says
1: Pharaoh may have coached the child. To tell the story where did he touch you
0: you brought charges against me as an unfit mother and i'm gonna make them stick this is a case unlike anything the state of connecticut had confronted all of the notes were destroyed
1: for the first time as an adult i read the court documents my reaction was
0: well holy shit
1: oh, no! Everybody wanted to know how this was going to end. Ready? There's so much misinformation. It doesn't matter what's true, what matters is what's
0: believed. So, Ms. Zering, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. This is a family tragedy of epic public proportion. And besides the three years of investigation that you guys spent reporting the facts, the timelines, I imagine that there's so many ethical questions your team had to deal with and talk about what were some of the most difficult decisions you guys made in the process? That's an interesting
1: question. Yeah, obviously the tape. I don't know, for those that haven't seen it, we do show discrete portions of the tape that was what Dylan actually told her mother. The tape that Mia Farrow shot when Dylan told her for the first time about what had happened to her. And what's, it's a harrowing tape to watch. And it was very difficult for us to decide whether to include it or not. Is this too much for people to take or is it actually important and instructive? And we landed on the latter because we thought that a lot of, you know, incest is an issue that no one talks about. And no one knows how to talk about it. At least in American culture, it's kind of the third rail. We've done a lot of films in sexual assault and sexual abuse arena. And every time we would show a film people in Would come up to me and say, "Please do something about what goes on in the home. No one will talk about it, and victims can't speak out, and they're so ashamed." So, we just thought, you know, what's a way for people to actually finally connect empathically with this issue? And and Dylan herself gave us the tape and said, "You know, if I trust you, and if it will help other people, you can show it." So we ended up saying, "Okay, we'll we'll actually let it play." But that was a Mm -hmm. that was probably the most hard decision, the most difficult decision.
0: And this story is, of course, also been in our collective public domain since the early 90s. I mean, these people are part of our lives with their movies and arts, even longer than that. How did your view of Woody Allen change before you started the project and investigation and after?
1: My personal view? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I mean,
1: we we came in knowing absolutely nothing about the case except what we had heard over the three decades for 30 years, and I always thought, oh, I kind of knew the story. And as we investigated, I realized that no, I only knew one side of the story that one person had been putting out over and over and over again through different media and through different venues. You know, that's what really shocked me. So my whole opinion, not just of Woody Allen, but of the the whole case itself and what happened started to unravel and unfold as we started doing this investigation and finding eyewitnesses and police reports that no one had seen and court documents and testimony and then we started going oh you know what everyone thinks as you said this is a story we all know but we really we really don't know it at all coming up on five minute news i'm anthony davis
0: Um, I thought that the telephone calls between them were really jarring. I mean, it gives the impression that there is a Woody Allen persona and then there's Woody Allen. You know, we know the persona.
1: Well, it's so interesting, and we talk about that in the series, is that part of the reason why it was so hard for us to see any other narrative than what was being put forward was because the persona in his films is so... You think it's him. You know, he, he, he acts, directs, and writes his own parts. For the first half of his career which was substantial and he's so he kind of seems to play himself you know he's charming he's bumbling he's hapless he's neurotic he's funny you just fall in love with that person so it was really startling as you say to hear him talking in, in an audio tape he didn't at times know always that it was being recorded we imagine or think mm-hmm. um and it's not that kind of person at all yeah that was amazing for us to hear, and we were so grateful to have that access to those tapes.
0: So Dylan Farrow has said this, I'm going to quote so it's correctly. What I don't understand is how is this crazy story of me being brainwashed and coached more believable than what I'm saying about being sexually assaulted by my father? Now, making this um, documentary, do you have an answer to her question?
1: Yeah, because people don't want to believe this of fathers. People, incest, we have at least in america and in the american court system we've protected m- men over women over mothers and children for decades um and in our culture at least this is a crime that's not talked about so it's the one people really want to look away from can't believe it can happen don't know a lot about it i mean always think that always think that a person who's upstanding or presents well in a public way, can't possibly doing this kind of thing in private and all of our research has shown that's just not true. So yeah. Well, also what's interesting about that, because we did talk to experts is it's very hard to coach a child. First of all, very hard, very hard. They don't stay on message. They're very young. They don't really understand if on the rare case, you're able to coach them. They don't stick with it when they're older. When they're older, it you can't, they don't stay brainwashed. You know what I mean? If you coach them about a certain incident, by the time they grow up, they're going to be truth tellers. They're not going to stay with the story and it won't stick in the same way. So that was also interesting to me. That was the second thing. And so the third thing I'll say to listeners is, what did Dylan have to gain? Wouldn't you, if this didn't happen at a certain point, go, I'd rather be with the amazing dad who's beloved, who does great films than the crazy vindictive mother wouldn't you like just do that math yourself? Like you have a lot more to lose. Like she had no, there was no gain or glory to this, you know, which is interesting. And and the last thing I'll say is we love the narratives of vindictive women. We just do. I mean, look how easy this narrative that, that Woody's, we do, you know, at least in American culture. Yeah. Were
0: you surprised during this investigation at how Mia reacted through the years to some of these very difficult revelations that came up?
1: Oh, I was so surprised that, I had no idea that actually this is the first time she ever spoke at length on camera about this, about this incident. And I hadn't realized that or known that I, again, as I said, I thought that we had heard her side through the years. And what I realized in making it was it was he said, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said. said. And Mia's, Mia's public presence was to, you know, this isn't something I want. I've got to protect my children. The best thing is not to have an ugly public narrative played out. So I'm just going to retreat. So, so that's more what you know. The tax she took and was decided it was safer not to speak. Or, after or more, she wrote
0: the book. Right. After she wrote the book. A Couple of days ago, there was an article in the Guardian criticizing the documentary about omissions in the story, and it's a PR job for the family. What are your thoughts on on this article?
1: I, you know, I've got better things to do than than. than I'm not a PR person. I'm a documentary filmmaker, um, (laughs) so I've got better things to do with my time than make up stories. I would love, we looked into the things that are alleged in there. We went down every rabbit hole. We're not afraid of the truth. We embrace it, we seek it, and we pressure test it. And if there's not corroboration, if there's not independent, authentic, you know, two source corroboration of people that have no vested interest, Um, No financial interest in, you know, any kind of uh, remuneration for whatever they're saying, then, you know, we'll run with it. But we could not we couldn't find it. And so we've presented what we could find. And that's the truth.
0: What do you make of Woody Allen and Sunni Previn's um, statement last week where they said that they only got two months to respond and that Ronan Farrow has a deal with HBO? How do you analyze their reaction.
1: Oh, I I think if someone gave me two months to respond, that's enough time for me to make up my mind. I think if I were being falsely accused of something, I'd want to speak to everybody. I would not be afraid. And uh, I, you know, honestly, I don't know what what people think, but nothing can go on the air that we stand behind that isn't we've never we've done, I don't know how many films, we've Thank not man. had to issue one back retraction. I'm not into peddling myths leave that to the storytellers like Woody Allen. Um, You know, they do a very, very, very good job of it. Um, If I wanted to do that, I could have a different career, but uh, this is the truth. If there's another truth that we missed, bring it on, show it to me, show it to me with, you know, all the corroboration that, that it requires to be taken as true. And I'm, I would embrace it.
0: Is Dylan? Is it possible for her to reopen the case? Do you know? I don't. I
1: don't know. No. Yes. I mean, I, I just want to say that this is a, about a, a family tragedy. But it's, we've lost the whole message and point. If that's all we talk about is this, is what it is, and then and up. And also, last thing, what is someone who did something supposed to say?
0: Uh, could you repeat that? I didn't understand. What is someone who did this supposed no, to no, say? No, no. I'm sorry.
1: Let me. What, what were we saying? What was I starting to say? Oh, is that this is about a very personal family? situation, but I don't want it to get lost on all the viewers. It's really about crimes that happen all the time in many, many, many families. And we hope that this helps others feel less alone, recognize these crimes when they're happening, and, you know, and be able to have our culture also kind of finally have a national reckoning and wake up and acknowledge that these things happen and, and take care and protect survivors and victims better.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much to director Amy Ziering. Alan V. Farrow is streaming now on HBO and HBO Max. And thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to Pop Culture Confidential wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you and see you next time.
1: I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indie.